Now, everything old is new again. America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. You believe in the supernatural? I don't believe anything without evidence. I'm Arthur Conan Doyle. This is Harry Houdini. Are you police officers? We're working with the police, yes. Death isn't the end. Never believe what you don't see with your own eyes. Welcome to Everything Old is New Again. This is Douglas Viviani with the ever-enchanted David Cohen. This is an exciting show. It's, you sound excited. I'm very excited. <laughs> what is enchanted? It's another word for magical. Magical. Right? And that's uh, where we're going with this, because that was a promo for the new show that's on Fox right now. Harry, oh, It's called Houdini and Doyle. And it's fictional, but Harry Houdini and who's the other party? Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Exactly. Who created? Uh, you know, the, 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 the Sherlock Holmes Sherlock thing. Sherlock Holmes, correct. The thing. <laughs> Work together in solve mysteries that have a little bit of a supernatural tick to them. So the, but they were, they were friends in real life? They were friends in real life. And in real life, Arthur Conan Doyle, although uh, Houdini was more or less the scientific person and was one that said, you know, if you, in that clip, if you don't see it, I don't believe it. Arthur Conan Doyle, even though Sherlock Holmes was the most logical detective ever and one of the first detectives, if not the first detective, uh, and very logical to solve his mysteries, in real life, the author, Arthur Conan Doyle, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, was very spiritual and into the hereafter. So at some point in time, those two beliefs uh, collided and they no longer were friends anymore. But this show is during Hmm. a time frame when they are alive and they allegedly solve... This is where the fiction comes in. Solve murder mysteries together, together. that have an f- X-File kind of feel to them. Sounds like Scully and Mulder, yeah. Yeah, it, it's right. It's that old, say there was Star Trek, it goes back, that old logic versus emotions kind of element. Right. But I think that that opens the door to the discussion of magic and mystery. We're going to take two shows to do this, and we're going to talk about, in this show, Harry Houdini and his effect on magic to this day. Uh, if you go to Vegas and watch Penn and Teller, which are one of, if not the preeminent magicians of our day, you will see three or four of Harry Houdini's original tricks presented on stage then. To this day, Houdini did them in the 1910s. Did they get permission? Well, uh, all of magic is, in the magic world, all of magic is, once a magician dies who has created the magic, is now open It's in to the public other. domain. Yes. Ah, yeah, I did not know that. Not legal, but that's in their own world, their own behind-the-scenes oh, I see. agreement. Okay. Because uh, uh, Harry Houdini did copyright many of his tricks, which he presented, or illusions, and uh, no one could use them. Uh, it was amazing. He, he was the Babe Ruth of magic, for sure, and Arthur Conan Doyle was the Babe Ruth of the detective story. And so it's exciting to, to see this. Who was the this. Babe Ruth of baseball? Um, hmm. Lou Gehrig? <sighs> Uh, it's, We're going to find out. It's, it's fascinating. It's a really fascinating discussion. I really do enjoy both of these uh, uh, discussions. Let's take a look. Even to this day, I don't think anyone really realizes the effect of Houdini no, on magic. They don't realize. They, they just don't realize. Fools. So let's see if a little Angelica Juliana Viviani, my seven-year-old, has a little. It's really interesting to listen because I just want to bring you down to this. She has a book series that she loves that she reads 
called Magic Treehouse, where two kids go into a treehouse and they time travel and they go to different places in time and solve little mysteries, what have you. And even to this day, Harry Houdini's career was from 1904 to 1926 when he passed away at 52. So that is, in essence, 110 to 120 to 90 years ago. And still to this day... Way before the Internet. Way before this seven-year-old was born. That's what she has to say. Angelica, do you know who Harry Houdini is? Uh Uh-huh. I read um, some some things about him in my Magic Treehouse book, um, Hurry Up Houdini, where two kids meet Harry Houdini and they know some things about him. He was um, a famous magician, and th- he did, like, so many cool tricks. There you go. Wow. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, for, I'm just, it, I'm just th- don't you think it's, it's amazing crazy. that a seven-year-old is reading a contemporary story that she loves about someone that lived so long ago and was, you know, the Elvis of his time, but we, that was 100 years ago? But, well, what's more amazing is, I mean, I was ki- obviously kidding about before the Internet. It was before everything, right? There was no TV. There was no radio. Like, what was the legacy? Unless you saw him live or read about the tricks that he did, there's no way you would have anything to remember him exactly. by. He would barnstorm from town to town to town and, and be written up in the papers and uh i mean he was you know he will hear later on he was the beatles of his day right it's not like you could put on a record and listen to him right there's no legacy there's no i i have and it sounds self-serving but right you have you, him in a closet i have the only w- discussion from harry houdini that is on tape that was heard in and he presented this in 1914 he's describing his water torture trick or his uh, i think they called it a, a, a chinese uh what do they call it the chinese water torture cell now bear in mind that he has no experience with the radio or you know this is this is the elementary stage the beginning stages of presenting things on the radio or being recorded but he but, knew how to talk but he did but okay. li- this is his presentation of the water torture trick harry houdini okay. himself speaking to the water torture cell, I am willing to forfeit the sum of $1,000 to anyone who can prove that it is possible to obtain air inside of the torture cell when I'm locked up in it in the regulated manner after it has been filled so there you go. There's Is there something you... wrong with him? Or... <laughs> That's his presentation, man. Remember, they, it was not today's world. The presentation it's such a was weird presentation, though, isn't it? So forth. Yeah, but uh, let's just see that compared okay. to how we would describe it today. Maybe it'd be a little better. <laughs> like going in a box filled with water, like for, and then they closed the curtain, and it was like four minutes, and then all of a sudden, they they're like, "Where is this?" person and then they open up the curtain and then he was gone and then one person puts up their hat it was just a lady girl and on the other side he took off his hat and it was harry houdini he was the famous harry houdini 
There you go. Which well, is the best I description? Totally understood that. A I totally better, right? understood that. Yeah. <laughs> Just for all of you. Hey, we're going to give a thousand dollars. Blah 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 blah. But that was that was a huge amount of sum at the time. It was. And what it is is basically just so we know that this is a first trick that we're going to describe describe from him. He would be there was a, a two tons of water in a see through cage on stage. Right, he would be lowered into it upside down, and the, his feet were attached to the cover, and he was bound with um, all kinds Duct tape? of. He, he was bound with all kind, all kind. I wish he was with that the way he described that, right? But uh, all kinds of you know tape and and all kind of right. you know things to escape from and and locks and whatever, and they would throw the curtain in front, and a few four minutes later, they would people would freak out because how could you? He would also say, "Hold your breath with me. See if you can hold your right. breath with me this right. long." And Lo and behold, it was four minutes, and people freaked out. He opened up the curtain. He was missing. He was one of the people standing next to the box uh, in one of these masks, and there he was. How did he get out of that uh, trick? It was unbelievable. Uh, By the way, I still think Angelic explained it better than you. Thank you. Penn and Tell is going to give us a little... uh, Nothing that man ever made can keep Houdini a prisoner. Now watch me. We'll be right back. It's... uh a little early, wanted to do uh, Penn and Teller, but we'll we'll be right back and discuss that as soon as we come back from our break on everything old. So here we go. It was pretty magical, though. I've got to talk to you. All right, so uh, we'll get, we'll come back and, and get that other clip uh, when we return to our second section. But right now, for the podcasters. Uh, Harry Houdini is someone that I don't know if you have a personal, you know, have you followed him? Do you know his tricks? Are you totally into it or not? Where, where do you stand on the whole Harry Houdini phenomenon? Oh, I, I mean, I Personally. do. I, I do. I know some of his tricks. I knew him since I was a little kid and, and my son, who's a bit older than, than your kids, but um, uh, read a book about him. And it was required reading at school. So uh, it's just amazing how to this day it's he, he's still I think he's still well known by by kids over what you say it was it's a hundred and nineteen oh four he started his career finished it in twenty six so even if you go from twenty six it's ninety years right right so that's unbelievable it's incredible and it's almost in a way like uh, Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus it, Ringling uh, or Barnum and Bailey I should say himself was a master showman back in the day before radio and television and so was Harry Houdini he used the press like no one else and we'll hear that a little later on um, so he would have pictures of himself in a vic- kind of a Victorian era then uh, almost with no clothes on coming out of uh, this this box or coming out of this torture cell or maybe maybe part of it is the fact that it is such a mystery, you know, his whole life that you can't, you know, as a little kid, you can't see it on TV. You can't Google it. I mean, there's nothing really there. And so you can't examine it. So when you're seeing it live one time and one time only, without re- can't replay it and all this, that is magic. It is. Amazing, it is. You're right. Amazing trick. Think about hey, did he never did. did he repeat any of his stuff or? No, he no. Was, he kept on Just creating it once. better and wow. better and better. Never made can keep Houdini a prisoner. There now watch We'll me. be back. You're listening to Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. When ordinary life shackles us, we need to get away. Get away from boredom, from fear. But not me. Fear is how I know I'm alive. As far back as I can remember, I've always wanted to escape. 
Be prepared to be captivated, exhilarated, mystified. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Houdini. I'd love to just be introduced once as the great everything old is new again, or the the great Douglas Viviani. The great way. Viviani. <laughs> that uh, that's a little bit of the mini series that was on History Channel, starring Adrian Brody two years ago in 2014. Yes. So here we are. I mean, that was a tremendous show. If you didn't see that, check it out. It really was done well, and it was a real good uh, explanation and discussion of Harry Houdini, what he did with these tricks. They even showed some behind the scenes how he did some of these tricks, and uh, it was really well done. I give Adrian Brody a lot of credit. I don't kind of didn't like him before this, and I don't know there's not a lot of stuff he's done that I really followed besides King Kong. This was really well done. Uh, anyway, we're on Everything Old is New again, discussing and diving into the the mystery of Harry Houdini and uh, who is he, what's it all about. We wanted to talk about just a smidge more about that trick where he's underwater, and he's lots of tricks where he's underwater. So Penn and Teller is going to tell us a little, just a smidge about uh, Harry Houdini and how he did that kind of thing. Now, for those of you who are trivia buffs, the world's record for holding one's breath on purpose is four minutes and 35 seconds and is held, as we all know, by the great Harry Houdini. So try to give that uh, a little thought. Try to do that yourself. It's crazy. Four and and a half minutes holding your breath. So that's how he was able to do some of these illusions, tricks, and freak people out. Because he would tell you before he started the trick. Think about it. There's no internet again. None of this stuff. So the interaction with the audience is right then and there, intimate, live. No one's heard him do this before from town to town. And he says, before I go into this uh, this torture cell or, you know, this vat of water and try to escape from chains and locks, I want you to hold your breath with me. Right. And people would stop at after a minute and a half, two minutes, and then and then it'd go on it's for sad. another two minutes, right. and they'd freak out. They go, "What's going on?" And of course, part of the illusion was he was out of the danger before even four or five minutes, and he'd sometimes let it go for five minutes, and people would really be like, "This is yeah. unbelievable," and then see him uh, arrive uh, out of the the trick itself. Just amazing. Um, uh, let's just look at uh, Harry Houdini's discussion of the straight jacket trick, which is what happened many times. Harry Houdini himself would go on stage and be challenged by people from the local towns um, to try to get out of anything because he was an escape artist extraordinaire. That was his number one trick. And he did a lot of other stuff. Sleight of hand. He started out doing handcuffs, getting out of handcuffs. He started out doing card tricks and all, but he knew the card tricks were too intimate. He wanted it to be big right. scale. So he would challenge anyone in every city and he always got out of whatever he was involved with but one time he was on stage and this is from the houdini movie 1953 tony curtis janet lee which is the the epitome the cornerstone of the entertainment fields uh, treatment of harry houdini if you talk to any magician who all admire houdini they've all seen this movie and all say that this movie inspired them Hmm. Uh, to become a magician. Uh, Tony Curtis himself describing um, and going through a little bit on stage, reenacting some people, uh, these two engineers developed a straitjacket made of metal. And they, it took them, I think, five months to develop this. And they put it on stage and legitimately uh, Houdini got out of it in like 57 seconds. Here's the interaction of that. Houdini has been challenged to liberate himself from a steel straitjacket. Looks as if you've got me pretty well locked up. Uh, about a month. Uh-huh. Did you use good steel? Oh, yes, the very best. Well, some steels are better than others, you know. Oh, yes, that's Excuse true. me. I think you've got a bad piece, but better luck next time. 
There you go. <laughs> this is a little piece of it, but he would just get out. He held the hold up a, 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 something in front of the audience. They couldn't see what he was doing. Whatever he was doing, he had to, uh, I'm not going to give the tricks away, but he had a way of getting out of these things almost foolproof. Really? Uh, there was one time, though, he couldn't do it. He was challenged and uh, made the challengers to say to the local police and said, lock me up in, uh, in your handcuffs and so forth in a cell. And uh, I will get out of it. And something happened where his trick was he had a key that was like a monkey key. Ever hear there? Like a, you know, sure, yeah, yeah. Get, sort of universal kind of key, right. right? So he would have that, and he dropped it. He couldn't. He couldn't find it. Couldn't use it. Oops. Fifty-seven minutes later, he asked, "Can you, uh, fellas? I, I I need to get my jacket off. You want to let me take my jacket off? Take these cuffs off and put them back on?" They wouldn't let him do it. So to continue with the illusion, he cut his jacket off with a knife, uh, with his his teeth. Believe it or not, because he was still mangled together and asked his wife to kiss him. His wife was in on it, had an extra key during the kiss, passed the kiss to Harry Houdini, passed the, during the kiss, passed the key, and he was able to get out. That was, oh, he said wow. that was the most difficult and uh, escape he ever did and most difficult situation he was ever in. He almost lost his whole career. That was early in his career as a result of that. Wow. Yeah. We have uh, so also with the straight jacket, by the way, mm-hmm. he would go to places and say, oh, I'm in Providence, let's say. Let me go to the, the tallest building in Providence. I'm going to hang myself you know, upside down by my feet in a straight jacket over the crowd. Right. And I am going to wriggle and whatever it takes to get out of the straitjacket. It originally took him 30 minutes to do it. He got it down to three minutes. You would wow. see this guy. He would dislocate his shoulder and do it. The legitimate escape see. out of a straitjacket in three minutes. dislocate his shoulder? Dislocate his shoulder so he, he can get out of the straitjacket. Right. Wow. Just amazing, amazing stuff. He had no qualms about uh, you know being challenged. Uh, and, and that's what you'll see a lot of these films and movies. is all about fear and facing your fear. That's what he was all about. Uh, that's how he built his career. I know uh, we have a, a clip here. I, I went through I Love Houdini. I have found uh, some, some movie reel footage because uh, they're all silent movies so they later on, you know, you can't hear much of other than what we just heard in the first section about the description of some of his, his um, famous tricks. Let's hear, uh, hit that button there, will you, Dave? All right, hold on. Okay. Go ahead. Here is the famous Harry Houdini. Houdini is now swallowing Needles, 150 of them. How does he do it? And thread. What's this? He's coughing it up. He's pulling it out of his mouth. The 150 needles are all threaded together. The great Houdini has pulled off the fantastic once again. And that, that's unbelievable. I love that. And that's, uh, by the way, Penn and Teller do that on stage to this day. Let's hear Penn and Teller describe a little more about Harry Houdini, what they think of him. Houdini was a superstar. Do you have some of these press pictures here? We had, we had some of them here. There's just some great stuff. I mean, imagine in like 1900 seeing this thing pop up in a paper, okay? Houdini. I mean, we're talking, we're talking Michael Jackson, Prince, Springsteen, the Beatles, Elvis, bigger than Elvis. This is Houdini. I mean, Houdini was obsessed with the fact that spiritualists were all, uh, were all phony. Houdini. Skeptic, superstar, and most important, the finest escape artist that ever lived. Nothing could hold him. And that comes from the preeminent magicians of our day. Hmm. Since for the last 20, 30 years, they've been top of the game. And they admire what this fellow did 100 years ago. I think I've got another uh, newsreel. Let's click on that. This button over here? Yeah, right there. The red one. Pulling a rabbit out of a hat is easy for Houdini. What, What about a giant elephant? It looks like he's putting the elephant in a magnificently, extraordinarily large box. 
He's spinning it around. The elephant is gone. How does he do it? There you go. That's another amazing trick that he actually did before David Copperfield did it it and so forth. He created and or perfected these tricks. He did one. He he would go to a a location, a a town, and he would go to a low bridge, but he would go to a bridge or a place where he could be dropped into the water. And they would have a a, a crate, uh, a wooden crate. Anyone can inspect. He would go inside the crate. He would be mangled in uh, by by hands and feet with manacles. Um, The wooden crate would then be... You know, shut with um, nails, right. and on top of it, and within the crate, they would put two hundred pounds of you know weight, so that it would drop to the bottom of wherever they were going, wherever they were. He would, of course, be in that. They would drop him in the water, drop him to where, however deep it was, a hundred feet, twenty feet, whatever it was, and fifty-seven seconds later, he'd be out of that box. They would go down to the box. Take a look and see. The only thing that was different about the box was the cover of the box was off. It wasn't like there was any, you know, and, and you could see the nails were mangled and all that. So he got out of, while he was in the box, all of that uh, nonsense that he was in, uh, all his manacles and all that, and got out of the box in 57 and seconds. And do you know how, do we, how he did all this? I do. But I'm not, I am not going to reveal those secrets. I revealed one secret already. I'm not going to reveal any more secrets because uh, I admire uh, this gentleman. Where'd you find that? Where'd you find that? Uh, if you're a magician, you can go through. You'll have all of this. And he's actually pr- printed out a book, and there are books about all of his tricks. You can definitely look it up if you want to. And watch the Adrian Brody special. They do it there, too. Uh-huh. We'll be back on Everything Old is New again. Everything Old is New Again is sponsored by the Law Office of Douglas Viviani. Douglas Viviani has been providing quality legal service for over 26 years. We're a general practice firm and can handle any legal matter you may have for a reasonable fee. If you're involved in a car accident, starting a business, planning your estate, or need a criminal attorney, please call 631-681-1910 or email us at vivianilaw at aol.com for a free consultation. Get the justice you deserve. Contact the Law Office of Douglas Viviani at vivianilaw at aol.com. When you're seeking to change your career, apply for a promotion, or are trying to find a job, your resume is the first thing that's seen that represents you to a potential employer. Make sure your resume makes a clear, concise, and professional impression of who you are so you can get that job interview. Send your current resume to ResumeDrInc at AOL.com for a free online review. You'll receive a timely reply with a reasonable quote to properly prepare your resume. Let them make sure you have a resume that will get you noticed. Send your resume or questions to ResumeDrInc at AOL.com. Now, back to America's entertainment pop culture talk show, Everything Old is New Again, with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. That freaky out, that music on Everything Old is New Again. That was kind of uh, odd sounding, but that, believe it or not, is the beginning of a kid's Saturday morning magic show, the only magic show, weekly magic show ever on television uh, from the 1960s, well, actually 1960 to 1965, called Alakazam. It was on national TV. If uh, uh, you ever uh, wanted to look into that, feel free. It, uh, it gets us rolling here because I was inspired, not necessarily by that show, but by magic as a kid, and I think magic runs in the family. I have an affinity to to try to do some magic here and there, and I will do that on the air now. 
But first, I want to finish off a smidge more. I've got one more of these newsreels to describe Harry Houdini and his uh, his tricks, and or, so to speak, and what he has done. Uh, so I'm here with David Cohen. He's going to press the uh, the button here and the give old us news the old newsreel button. Exactly. What do we got okay. for this last trick? Here is the great Harry Houdini performing what he he claims to be the best escape he has ever invented. He's standing next to a milk can. For those of you in the future who may not remember what a milk can is, it stands about two and a half feet high. It looks like a big barrel. And it is filled completely with water. Harry Houdini in a one-piece navy blue bathing suit, uh, brought to you by Benetton, I believe, is getting into the milk can. Oh, dear, they're covering the top of the milk can. He's asking the audience, or he already asked the audience, to hold their breath. The audience is holding their breath. Fast forward to about two minutes. The top is off. Houdini is out. How did he do it? I mean, that, the, these newsreels are getting more and more wacky. Can you imagine they, they actually anticipated about 100 years ago us listening to that newsreel and uh, describing for us it what was a, just excellent reporting. It I really, mean, really thought about it from every angle. Very intuitive. But regardless, that was a trick that he performed. Uh, he, was, um, uh, he did say that that was his favorite trick because he could barely fit in. To that little, uh, what do you call it again? Milk crate? Uh, milk, milk can, apparently. Milk can. Yeah, yeah, so. Two and um, a half feet high, something. That's weird. That's, yeah. That's, escape uh, artist galore. He did, he did lots of other things, but that was amazing. Uh, I want to just go into a little bit now myself to try to show the effect of, of this upon uh, my world, starting with Angelica Juliana Viviani, my little six-year-old. Uh, she has an affinity to magic, believe it or not. And I do another trick. I put some crayons in this magic box, and then I and then I have a magic wand, and I close the box, and I say abracadabra, and I tap the wand three times, and I open it, and the crayons are gone, and then I say abracadabra, and then I tap the thing three times, and then the crayons are back, and sometimes, um, from coming out of the hat with a bunny. Thank you. And I'll see you next time on Everything Gold is Nude Again. <laughs> <laughs> I like that title better. <laughs> she is really, you know, she's looking for your job, I guess, you know, oh, a little man. bit at the end there. I'm but, sweating here. <laughs> but we, we've, we've gotten some uh, some fun out of a, a magic hat I've gotten for her when she pulls out a bunny and she does this trick with the, uh, the little box and, and all that. So she's had some fun with it. I'm going to have some fun. If you have um, a calculator at home, a pen and a, a piece of paper. A calculator, a pen, a piece calculator. of paper, and a uh, deck of cards. I will be able to tell you, play along with us, I will be able to tell you what card you have in your hand as a result of this. Mix the cards up. I'm going to have to do this in the studio. We've got our engineer, Mike Amodio, is going to do this. David Cohen's going to do this. I do not see the cards. I don't know the cards. I'm going to give you some instructions, and I will tell you what card you have. Please do this at home, and you can email me uh, your, I'll tell you, you're going to, have to come up with a number. You email me your number, and I will email you back what card you had selected, and I guarantee it's 100% true that I get it right. So here we go. Pick out a card, David. Okay. Michael, pick out a card. Got it. All right. Look at it, memorize it. Now, on the piece of paper, write down double the value of that card, bearing in mind a jack is an 11, a queen is 12, a king is 13, and an ace is 1, otherwise the face value. Right? So double that value. So if it's a 2, you're going to write down 4, if that makes any sense. I get, I get what double means. Yeah, okay. Now, <laughs> for all of you playing along at home, you're also, step 2, you're going to add 3 to that number. 
Here's where the calculator comes in. Multiply times five. Okay, now, if the card if the card is a club, add the number one. If the card is a heart, add the number two. If the card is a spade, add the number three. If the card is a diamond, add the number four. Now, tell me your number. Email me your number at everything old is new. I'm sorry, at old new again at AOL.com. Old new again at AOL.com. I will tell you what card you have. Young David Cohen, what is your number? 99. You have a number of 99. I cannot. That's not possible. You did the math wrong. Uh, Mike, what do you got for a number? I got 37. All right, 37. You have a 37? Yeah. Yeah, You guys are doing this wrong. Try this again. Okay. Okay. All right. What you, whatever number you have, pick another card. Whatever number you have. I'm picking the same card. No, I want, to, I right, want you ahead. to get this double right. Double it. Double it. Okay. Times it by two, double it. Add, right. Add three to that. Yeah. Okay. Multiply times five. Yeah. Right. And then add either number one, two, three, or four, depending upon if it's a heart. Club, heart, well, go spade, through the suit. Go through the suits again. Club is one. Heart is two. Spade is three. Diamond is four. Okay. Yeah, yeah still the same, <laughs> same thing. So what's your number? Nine, 99. You have, all right, so you have a, it can't be 99. It can't be. You're wrong. <laughs> it's 99. What do you, Michael, what do you have? I got, I got 37 again. I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> I, I, you know, something went askew, and I think, I think what we need to do is show how difficult magic can be. David, your number again. After you doubled, added three times by five, and added either one, two, three, or four for club, heart, spade, or diamond, was 99. Is that correct? Yes. So your card, I'm going to tell you right now, you're laughing, was an eight of diamonds. Yes, there you we got go. it. Yay. Michael, what was your card? I mean, what was your number? Mine was 37. 37. After you doubled, added three times five, and then added one, two, three, or four, was 37. Your card is a two of hearts. Wow. Yay. Right. Let's do it again. Do it again. Pick another card. We've oh, got time. Okay. All right. Well, but really you quick. Got, we only you, have uh, but, two minutes. Well, you got that one. You got I, it right. I want to do it again real quick. All right. Okay, here we go. Okay, so the audience, I want you to write this into me on again at AOL.com. So you're going to take a card, double the value, plus three, times five, one, two, and add one, two, three, or four, club, heart, spade, or diamond. David, what is your number? Spade is a plus three? Yes. 68. 68. Michael, what is your number? Give me a second. Okay, so 68 is a, David, your card is a five of spades. No, yes. Yes, Yes, it is. There we go. Mike, what's yours? Hold on. Give me a second. Got to do the math. That's why I bring your calculator to the table. Explain doubling to Mike one more time. (laughs) Give me a number. Uh, What are we at? 104. 104. That's impossible. You can't. Uh, you don't have a card. How could that be? My phone's dying. I can't. I can't. He got it. He mixed it all up. Anyway, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, three out of two, three out of four wasn't bad. This is magic. This is magic. Well, actually, three out of seven because you missed the first two. No, I got them all right. I got everything right. I'm very proud and happy to do it. Do one more time. Give me one no! more card. Give me one Let's more card. On. Let's go. Just pick a card out real quick. Do the math. God, I'm getting bored. Mike, do the math real quick. All right, here we go. I'm Double the value. Plus three. Times five. Add one, two, three, or four, depending what's, upon the... What's a spade? Spade is three. 28. 28 for David. 28. All right. That means you have an ace of spades. Ace of clubs. Ace of clubs. <laughs> you got the black part right. All right. How about you, Mike? <laughs> I'm engineering. <laughs> oh, he's bailing out. Oh, this is the beauty of magic. All right, so radio. three of nine. So what... D- Douglas Viviani... <laughs> The we'll great right Douglas Viviani getting three of nine correct. <laughs>
Come on, you guys didn't do the math right. Oh, it was impressive that I got it right, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, we, uh, I would love to know if you feel that you would like to know the secret to that. No, I mean, I've, I've, I've done a variation of this. And? It's the math. It's not you impressive to, to you at all. No, if you, if you add up numbers, the right combinations will get you the... Yeah, every it, single card in the deck. mathematics. Yes. Right. Okay. I'm glad you enjoyed it's the magic. It's not magic. It's, it's magical. It really is. What was magical was when you missed it. That was that was great. Well, I, I, you know, because I forgot to do what I'm supposed to do. You see, you give me a number, and I'm supposed to do something to that number. Mm. And I'm sitting here like a goof, taking your number, saying it's but not But you were possible. getting so upset that our numbers could not be yeah, possible. I had planned this out, and I thought it would look like so <laughs> tremendous. I would be the Houdini of radio. That people would be talking about this. It would go viral. That this guy can Oh, it's going to go viral. <laughs> <laughs> not for the reasons you wanted. <laughs> What a nightmare. I had a sweating from the brow. I was sweat. It was it was like it was as if I was getting Leo to work to school in the morning and I just was late and I got to run into this two at a time and put him in the Well, look at it this way. We have we have one of definitely the, the Say it again. Okay, let me retake that. When we do the best of this year, that's definitely going to be on there. The best of slash worst of. That'll be the worst of the the turn of events that really uh was unexpected and un- unhappy result. Let's play the theme to uh, Star Trek here, the latest movie, because as we come back, we will see if there's a connection between Houdini and Star Trek. And everything old is new again. This is Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. You're Houdini, right? Be prepared. Be captivated. Exhilarate. Mystify. Everybody wants to escape from something. Escapes can't get smaller. They have to get bigger. They were convinced they had spiritual powers. Do you? Buried alive. Buried alive. That's a nice cut there from Harry Houdini as presented by Adrian Brody in the uh, 2014 miniseries to none other than William Shatner and his, his, his angst and aggravation of being buried alive by Khan. And there's your Star Trek connection. Exactly. And here's the, well, I will detail that in further, but I would suggest to you that Captain Kirk is one of the best escape artists since Harry Houdini. Because if you see all these movies, he's in some problem he can't get out of. There's always he's, how he's buried alive on a, on a meteor by Khan. He escapes. He's, he's always escaping trouble. Am I wrong with that? You're right. All right. I'm You're also right, right when I say this. When I say that. The only time you were wrong was when you were doing your magic trick. <laughs> Three out of nine. I mean, Columbus, Georgia, and uh, <laughs> I hate to say this, you know, and you fall, uh, um, uh, Alabama are kind of cringing at this point because they are a new affiliate <laughs> and they're hearing the magic go askew, but it really didn't because I got them right. You did get them After right. After a little bit of a consternation, I figured out my part. Right. After I my told board. you my, what my cards were, you got it right. Right. No, no, no. <laughs> Play it back on our uh, on our broadcast, the rebroadcast on, on everything old is new again dot biz, and you'll hear that I got that right unedited by the way we're very happy to be uh, part of the wydk family 
104.9 FM. Uh, and again, that is uh, our new affiliate. We're very excited to be uh, with them in uh, Columbus, uh, Georgia, and uh, Eufaula, uh, uh, Alabama. And we are there Friday. Martha Reeves was from Eufaula. Exactly. Fr- from the Van, De- Van Drells, right? Uh, and Martha, Martha and the Vandellas, so dancing now, in the street. So they're all dancing in the street now when, on Fridays at 9 o'clock. Perfect time for everything old is new again. Ease you right into the weekend on the oldies classic hit format of uh, Doc 97.9 FM. Cool. What do you think? Very happy about that. Thank you for joining us. We are now going to take a look and see, if you haven't heard before, there's always a Star Trek reference in our show, or at least I try to. I suggest to you that there is a connection other than what we just heard of me talking about Captain Kirk getting out of uh, uh, difficult situations and escaping. There's a gentleman by the name of Nicholas Meyer. Ever hear of him? No. He wrote that Houdini miniseries on HB, I should say on History Channel in 2014. Um, He also wrote and directed... Star Trek, uh, well, he didn't didn't direct, I'm sorry, he did, wrote and directed The Wrath of Khan. He co-wrote Star Trek, the fourth movie, The Voyage Home. He co-wrote and directed the sixth movie, The uh, Undiscovered Country, and is now the new writer on on the team of writers for the TV series, the Star Trek TV series that will be released in 2017 on, uh, what is that, CBS On Demand. So there's so a little the connection? connection there. He, as far as Harry Houdini is concerned, wrote the Houdini movie. Oh, I see. And he and wrote and directed Star Trek. There you uh, go. There's, there's a, a reference. There's an additional reference of William Shatner in 1987. Uh, he was a host of a Houdini special with Penn and Tell were on as well. And he will describe for us now the packing box escape that Harry Houdini was involved with. The packing box escape. In this escape, Houdini would first be manacled, placed in a packing box that was then nailed shut, and finally placed in a river, a lake, an ocean, any body of water that offered the greatest immediate jeopardy. All right, who wants to do that card trick one more time? I'm really, I got to get going. Oh, you got to let that go. You got to give me one more gotta chance. You got to let it go. <laughs> but anyway, William <laughs> Shatner uh, now presented himself uh, as the, the host of this terrific show. If you're looking for something to watch these days, take a look at Harry Houdini 87 special. But they went through all of his tricks as well. Um, I just want to say that that was a good description of the packing box escape. Here's the thing. He, Harry Houdini, did all of these tricks and became the Elvis of his day. And then he almost did like an Andy Kaufman kind of thing. When Andy Kaufman was so popular. And he started on Taxi? Well, yeah. But he turned his, or Andy Kaufman turned his attention, if you recall, to, to wrestling. Right. Which was totally different than his comedy, right? Harry Houdini turned his attention to spiritualism. And debunking spiritualism. Now, he was friends with Arthur Conan Doyle, who created... Uh, the and we'll do a show on this next week. The uh, Sherlock, Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. Now, they were buddies and they, they they did things together, but they had diametrically opposed opinions as to spiritualism. Houdini wanted to believe, but needed to see the facts. Uh, Arthur Conan Doyle believed and believed at that time. If you recall, and you see all these old movies, seances in the twenty nineteen twenties, and all these fake seances with the crystal ball and all that. That was prevalent everywhere because it was a tough time, and people were looking for help. But the depression was going on and so forth. So, it, or coming back, coming up, and it was uh, it was difficult for people. Uh, to, to deal with death, and it was more prevalent back in the day, too, with, uh, with, with the lack of medical care. So um, basically what happened at one point, uh, Arthur Conan Doyle invited Houdini to come 
to a seance where they were supposedly going to reach Houdini's mom, who was very close with him, passed away. Hmm. Houdini saw the woman doing some machinations underneath the table, and he saw that you know when they claimed that there was a voice and they, and they moved, you know, the, the ghost or apparition moved this piece of paper or moved this pencil, whatever. So it was all he BS. saw it was a yeah. trick, and he told that to Arthur Conan Doyle and got very animated about it. Conan Doyle, in turn, thought that. Houdini was so good at his magic, by the way, that Conan Doyle legitimately, the creator of Sherlock Holmes, thought that Harry Houdini's magic was not magic, that he was spiritually gifted and was really doing performing magic. It's insane. But he really thought that there was a, a, a mystical element to Harry Houdini. Hmm. And Houdini was like, no, these are just illusions. I'm telling you, this is just illusions. Didn't he just, just show him the illusion he to get him? He could not he show. Reveal He's it. not a right. You can only show right. the fellow magicians, right? Mm. So they had this problem. And Houdini, at that point, from that seance forward, he wrote books about it. He had a, a huge uh, turn of his career where he went throughout the nation and debunked all the best, in quotes, best spiritualists that would go up against him. He debunked them all. Wow, because he was so ticked off over. Uh, this uh, seance for his mom. Exactly. And then in turn, what he did is he told his wife, Bess, listen, I'm going to give you a clue and I'm going to tell you what the clue is and tell no one else this clue. If and when I die, if you survive, go to spiritualists. If one of them are going to be legit and real, they will come up. I will tell them this clue, this two word clue. And if they do so, well, there's a hereafter. I'm here. I will be there. Trust me. I will do it. And they did seances for her rest of her life every Halloween uh, to do to to see if that would work. And it never worked for I think it was ten years. And after she passed away, she passed the secret on to someone, and they did seances from that point forward. Wow. And it's never happened. I'm not saying there's not a hereafter, but there's been no evidence, no proof of it right. in the scope right. of Harry Houdini's evaluation and you know diving into trying to see that. Did that was that two words? phrase ever disclosed it was um it was disclosed i i will have to pass on that because i i believe it was okay, beautiful best i think is what it uh, was okay and uh and it really is uh, a touching story interesting right. story and they go into that with the houdini and doyle they're they're kind of touching upon these mm. mysteries um and looking at science versus spiritualism so i think it's gonna be a fun show yeah Sounds uh, like it. I mean, one of them they're promoting is like a 12-year-old child is saying he murdered someone, and they point to the, tell, tell, tells them where the body is. They dig up the body, and the body is 12 years old. It's just, it's just uh, bones at this point. Uh, so how could a 12-year-old kill somebody and, and bury them and have them be bones the next day? So there's a spiritual element there. and So I think it's, it'll be fun show. It's not based in reality, other than that these two were friends at some point. Right, right, but right. But putting juxtaposing science versus spiritualism – as well, it's, it's an X File ish, but famous names. I wonder the, they may probably will do some kind of business where there are be tricks and and Harry Houdini doing his performing his uh, sleight of hand, whatever it might be, to help solve mysteries and things. And or Arthur Conan Doyle looking to um, you know the, the logical sense of of his character, you know Sherlock Holmes, uh, to try to solve problems. I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's been signed for ten episodes. Uh, I think you'll tune in. I don't know. What yeah, I, I will. On Fox. Definitely. Give it a shot and see what it's about. Hey, you know, I had a magic trick, too. Were you going to wait for next week for that one? Oh, I didn't know. Yet. Go ahead. What do you got? You got 15 oh, I, seconds. No, I can't do it in 15 <laughs> seconds. Yes, well, we'll we'll do that. Uh, Mine will work. Ah. Yeah, that'll be the difference I between you your trick it. and my well, trick. How about this? We will come back next week, and we will start off with you a magic trick when we talk Perfect. about uh, everything old is new again. Dot biz.
All right, so now we have uh, one minute. Do you do you uh, want to hint? Uh, give a little hint as to that trick. What, well, it's more it of a brain. Te- it? It's not. Uh, you know, it's not with cards or anything like that. But it's more of a brain teaser. But uh, it'll be interesting to well, see if you or, or Mike mis- can figure it out. All right, that'll be. We'll do that during the mystery section. Yeah, the mystery is section Holmes. is good. Sure. All right. Yeah. Be, that sounds good. Uh, any interest in uh, in performing any magic for us in the future yourself? No. Why? <laughs> uh, I think the magic is... After magic. seeing what you did, I, I, any interest I had is now gone. I to tell you, that shows you how difficult it is to perform magic It is, live. because you're under pressure. That's the thing. And I've right? never done that trick before, so it, uh, I just forgot what I was supposed but to do. But, to your, it, but to your credit, I mean, it did work. Yes, it did work. I pulled it out of the hat. Stumbled, but it worked. All right, Angelica, yep. send us off. Simon, everything old is new again. Oh, God, I'm so out of a job. <laughs> Next week. Conan Doyle.